What's up, dorks? Welcome back to the Bad Christian Podcast. I imagine y'all had a good Sunday, went to church, feeling spiritually uplifted and all that, and then right back in the gutter with us on Monday. I love it. I guess that's dualistic of you, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Dualism itself, meaning is there a soul? Do we have that? But so it's the difference in the mind and the body. That gets confusing. The more you think about it, the more you talk about it. And today's show is sponsored by ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And you can try it for free by visiting ZipRecruiter.com slash badchristian. Let's do it. Oh, hell yeah, God showed up. I don't give a shit what I put in my body. You don't ever f- talk to me that way. <laughs> so if you've never done oral, then you're extra virgin. No, girl, it's my flesh. I, I showed my dad my penis when I was 25 years old. You don't get more honest than that. Three, two, one, oh! Bad Christian Podcast. It's the best, and everyone knows it. Everyone on earth knows we're the best. Bad Christian. All right. Wow. Whoa. (laughs) Uh, So seriously, seriously, would you call yourself drunk right now? And and do you guys (laughs) do you guys do you guys drink to to feel a buzz? Like, Mm. is this something that you guys do to? To be able oh, to get through put me the podcasting. On the spot like that. Oh God! I'm on my third Corona. Is I that? Know. I know, but Toby says stuff like, oh, uh, "Just get. I got to get through this." Fucking wasted. <laughs> I, if I, I can't live without the alcohol. You know what's really funny is, uh, is you I, said you had an eating problem just a second ago too. Do you, you want to come clean with that? Is that the truth? Well, if there's an open bag I of do. candy or something like that, it has to be all gone, or I have to move it away from me so i'm i mean that oh, is the truth like you know yeah. what i mean like if there's if there if i'm anywhere and there's half a candy bar left it ain't gonna be half a candy bar left i can't let that happen. are you guys aware i can't stop it's like of, cleaning your plate i can't stop like, I, like there's no there's not oh i should I, i'm full like i don't yeah but you you can because you've done stuff like keto you've turned down sweets Yes, so you're no, but that's a structured kind of system. See, that, I'm all yeah. or nothing. Well, keto also this is not good. So, uh, but not if you're on a structured system. Like if you're on the, keto- I'm saying I'm just like you. Like it, like I don't. I'm not good I don't with think moderation. You are. No, I don't. I don't. I'm I don't know about that. So I, I do have a, a, a. Have you heard the idea, the theory that addicts, people that are addicts, are actually just either more mentally or motorized, keyed up, or even more evolved than than regular people and that they thrive in crisis and mm. like you know like airplane pilots and they can just you know right. they have a right. more a bit more there's some people that think this and I'm not citing anything here but it's like they have a higher drive for things and appetite for stuff and if they're if they're especially if they're abused or something bad happens to them or they have no hope then of course that's just going to go toward addiction otherwise it usually goes toward achievement and you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of pretty top performers that yeah. are very driven by chemicals or functional. People call them sometimes functional alcoholics, you know, stuff like that. So sometimes I think that is, is I think Toby's almost more in that kind of a category. Functional alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean, you know, like, what does it just, mean if you think definitely, no a matter higher what? level and, of intensity is easier to fall in the ditch of alcoholism. Sure. If you also have some things go bad and you also need to escape, but you're more keyed up. You know, whatever. 
Well, what do you think? This is what do you think about the mentality that no matter what, in any situation, alcohol makes it better. <laughs> like in any situation, alcohol can make it better. Now, I don't really believe that. You know what's really funny is like we're, driving. We're, we're drinking beer, but it's because I'm hanging out with you guys, and I'm like, I, I really have cut back on my drinking. I wasn't even drinking, I, and the, I I feel like y'all don't realize it. I really do believe this is peer pressure. Like everybody else is <laughs> I'm drinking. Not drinking. You, you're I, the one that jo- Joey's not drinking. You're the one always saying we got to go get some beer. <laughs> and you said I'm not drinking this weekend. No, I think I have to. Wait, now. hold on. I'm pressuring y'all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. shit! Yeah. And I'll, you're pressuring yourself. Well, I guess I got to. I'm podcasting. That, that, that's wait, one you of the signs of addiction. Us peer pressuring you. You forced, literally forced Joey to drink a Coors Light yesterday. Yeah, and I you wouldn't kept let him pushing stop. it at me. <laughs> <laughs> you could have not drank, and he I said made no. you. He said no. Yeah. He said no. Then he said no a few more times. And, and then, then when I realized it was yes. cold, I was like, Ugh. I knew. I knew if I kept and going, I'm I could telling get you, you, that beer tasted so it was good. so damn good. What? <laughs> That's, but seriously, I have a real pro. Like I, I'm, I'm good at all or nothing sort of deals. Like I can, and and Priscilla gets uh, frustrated with the fad diets. I think she's a little more open now to keto, but she. And and the reason being is when she was in high school and early college, she had like some eating problems right. as far as like body image, eating disorder. So Does she, she not believe the gospel? Well, well what the hell? <laughs> For her, she sees it as why didn't she, she go to the Bible? <laughs> how did, I mean, it's pretty Isn't obvious. I, I'm, I'm not following y'all's joke. What did y'all say? Why so, should she believe the, the in the Christian word of the joke? Lord? The Christian joke is oh, well, gotcha. She can find all her. Why did, would she well, do that? Gotcha, gotcha. Did, did she tell, know she's? Did nobody told her that? Bible. She, I told her to snap out of that. Yeah. Body she's God's daughter, shit. and what right. she said, she I mean, know. She she's know? she's a child of the beloved. People I've do told that. Her that. People really just had eating disorder. People yeah. tell have told her God can get you through this. She, she just got turned to God and all that stuff. She as, never as, if, it. as if it was dangerous to like. You might have a real problem. We need to think about this in a real way. Counsel. Anyway, sorry to derail it, but no, I was just going to say that. I I mean, I have seriously. I, I I would be embarrassed to give you a narrative of how my mind can function. In the morning, uh, for example, when I'm please do the embarrassing thing. Yeah, when I'm like, just please do that. When I'm like (laughs) on that line of okay, I need to start eating better, but then it's just like the kids are like, oh, let's go get a donut or something like that, and I'm like, I want a Krispy Kreme donut too, so I eat that, and I'm like, well, screw it. Now, now now I got to (laughs) get, but but I'll be like, I got to get everything in me because tomorrow. I'm starting all over, and yeah. it's sick. I know. I mean, it is. It yeah. it can be. You, you might have sick. a sugar addiction. I would. I'll give you that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, and I've the first times I've had carbs in a couple of weeks have been on this trip, and I'm very proud of myself that I stopped with the M and M's after a few handfuls. <laughs> well, I also think there's a thing that goes on. That, I mean, there's a willpower is a thing. Too. There is. So, there is, and that's so part I, that I've had. But there's believe. something that Joey and I have that you don't. Like you get full. Okay. I have it worse. Okay, than you. but let's let's separate. Let's separate. I eat, I eat way more. than We you, can I separate think. food from I, the other things. You would have to agree. We went to an ice cream place together, <laughs> and I got two. two Helpings of ice creams. You've got one. So they use in addiction and stuff like that. They they and this is pretty damning if you think about it, but they they would say stuff like if you could describe your relationship with alcohol or weed or even food, if you if there's if that relationship that you have with that is like something that you could describe and talk about, that's a is in itself a problem. Now, I would suggest that Joey doesn't obviously have a lick of momentum with alcohol. Or drugs, he just whatever, right? Like you, you see him drink yes. a beer and then he doesn't drink a beer. Yeah, that's totally true. You 
and I oh have a momentum and a relationship with alcohol. Like right. you know what you're. I mean, think about you could talk about a hangover this, and I like to right. drink this, but I don't. Like you know, you have this, this rich yeah. involvement with this substance. Yeah. That's something to think. That's you have a relationship with alcohol, which is a that's that's something. true. Now you may feel that way with food. You certainly don't with alcohol, though. It's just clearly you're not an alcoholic or have any addiction. Joey would only drink too much on, on accident, accident and yeah. I would dr- definitely drink too much intentionally if I, I drink too much <laughs> if I don't not on purpose right that yes that's different yeah I mean some people say that's really bad what, what you, we just said I know but now here's what's been interesting to me is I have thought lately uh, maybe it's just getting older or whatever I do feel better I sleep better if I don't drink almost at all yeah like, like even now I'm having a few beers and I I'm thinking, man, I probably won't sleep as good. I don't know. If, I'm thinking the calories, the empty calories of it. What What is my real reason to drink? Like, the, there's a lot of negatives to it. There really yeah. is. Now, I do enjoy the taste, and I a lot the most thing I like about it, I hate hangovers. I'm not trying to drink too much, but I can drink. I can drink a shitload. I, you know, I, mean, I just can. No maybe so I'm a big dude or whatever. But the real thing about alcohol, this the, the most uh, enticing thing about it is, it sets the atmosphere. Like I feel more relaxed it's right great. now with an ice cold Corona in my hand. Yeah, I just man. do. Like it's I feel good. like, oh, I'm relaxed. I'm having more fun on the podcast. I'm hanging out with my friends. All this. That's, and how that's about this? This is really cool, actually. I, that 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 just happened. That you said specifically Corona, and so have you ever been watching a movie and then, like you're not like I'm not going to drink or whatever. You see somebody pour a cocktail or drink a Corona, and you're yep. like, oh my I, gosh, that looks so good. Well, this is kind of exciting to me. I bet for all the people that are similar to you and I, I bet you just did that for them. <laughs> <laughs> They're just saying, oh, it's just so great. I'm sitting here with the corona. Just do it. Yep. Whoever you are that when Toby said that just now, you also need to watch out. Yeah, you're in if trouble. If you're a person when Toby said corona, you started thinking, do I, I have said a corona? That Can for I go you. get a corona? Where am I going to get a corona? <laughs> if that was you, then you're like me. And what you can watch, you may probably need to watch out. <laughs> but for Joe, people like Joey, it's like, yeah, he said he had a corona. What does that mean? When you hear somebody say corona, you go, Get me one. Like, I, I seriously, I have to mentally overcome this thing in my mind that says my life is incomplete without sugar and carbs. Like, I seriously, in my mind, I because <clears throat> I feel like I'm at a point in my life to where, and I think I've said this recently before, so like, okay, I'm 40. The decisions I'm making now, it's going to dictate how long I live. Right? So true, I, I yeah. truly see sugar as something that I figure out now or it will cost me, yep. whether, whether it's a shorter life or... Uh, an unhealthier life as I'm living. Right. Like, I, I, like I, I have to limit my sugar intake. I have to. Well, you know I, what? The, the, like, I actually have been telling myself in a way, I don't I don't like this totally because I don't, I do like a little bit of freedom and I don't want to enforce this, especially I'm thinking about my kids. I've been thinking about sugar as a poison. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's a, a real thing that, like, gets me and I'm in trouble around it and I can't, I, I'm not myself or in control necessarily around sugar Yikes. Like because it tastes so good and it gets me and I love it. And just, just like we're talking about alcohol and stuff like that, I get a rush from a little Here's bit of sugar. I get a little bit question. of energy. Here's an interesting question. The amount of energy that Christians put into abstaining from porn, wouldn't they be better off just abstaining from sugar? Probably. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, not, you know, but again, a lot of people can handle a lot of stuff in different ways. So I don't, I don't really know. Now I'll tell you something that is important. If you have a job, if you work at a job, if you want employees, you got to find the best ones. And let me tell you how to do it. Of course, it's ZipRecruiter. It is very 
challenging. It's not just that it's challenging. It's just there's really nothing important, more important to the life of an organization than the minds of the people that inhabit that and run that organization. If that's your business, you are no better than your talent and your employees. And I don't care what your business is. That is going to be true. ZipRecruiter can find qualified candidates and then they ziprecruiter.com I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say it this way ziprecruiter.com slash bad Christian is where I'm going to eventually point you here but ZipRecruiter sends you over a hundred of the web's leading job boards they don't just stop there though because they have a powerful matching technology and ZipRecruiter scans through thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job and again, there's nothing more important than that. And as the applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one of them, and they'll spotlight the top candidates. Now, think about the mental energy it would take for you to do the, scan thousands of resumes and not miss anything and highlight the best candidates and circle back. Not only would it take a lot of hours, but I would assure you, you don't have the mental focus to not miss things or, or get that wrong. ZipRecruiter will help you. It's so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. That means sign up today and then maybe later today, hire somebody or get an interview at least. So with results like that, it's no wonder the ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash badchristian. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash badchristian. One more time. ZipRecruiter.com slash badchristian. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. All right. Guys, it's that time again. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to do like a, a call call to for Jesus? Nope. That's Toby, not it. Toby and I are going to hash out some of our... Conflicts. Oh, no, God. No, we're going uh, to do a uh, science <laughs> segment today, guys. All right. Where's Jesus in, all, in our podcast anymore, Joy? We used to have Jesus in everything. Now this month. Do you know we've <laughs> prayed on this podcast before? We used to, yeah. So we've prayed for people. We have. And now we're doing this shit. <laughs> we're calling Christians stupid. <laughs> evolution. And now it's time for Science Lessons for Christians. Because when it comes to science, Christians are stupid. Okie dokie. This is not going to be a heavy one like some of the other ones I've doing. No, I'm sorry. It's going to be much heavier, but less less information. This oh, will be, okay. It'll be easier. <laughs> it'll be less so this is going to weigh heavier on our hearts. Well, Joey, but less words. Joey asked. Uh, he, you know, he said he gave a bunch of, you know, ideas of what he thought would be cool for a science segment, and he asked a question that's kind of outside of science, but interesting enough yeah. that I thought it'd be worth exploring in, okay. in a way. And he, Joey wants to know, is there a soul? Ooh. I, I want to know what you think about that. Right. Wow. I already have my belief system, partner. Okay. That's a good question. Well, and, and I think what where this came from, too, is I was watching a documentary on Jeffrey Dahmer, and I watched the movie that came out, My Friend Jeffrey, that's a depiction of his childhood. Yeah, and I, I am just so intrigued by mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dahmer. And that Tell crazy? me more about what's, so intrigued. what's intrigued about So it what, what had me really interested was I'm just assuming that uh, uh, the narrators on the documentary were coming from a secular list uh, viewpoint. And my assumption is based on the fact that they were going into how his brain was working, why it operated this way, the fact that when he was uh, super lonely and in such a vulnerable place in his life, he was cutting up animals, and so that brought like a comfort. He was also 
uh, entering puberty, and so there was a sexual deal. So they're explaining scientifically why he became who who he is and uh, his killing spree, but then in the same breath, they call it pure evil. And so wow. I was really thinking about if Jeffrey Dahmer is a, is a product of his cells and his brains and his neurons firing and also how his brain responded to his upbringing and childhood, I don't understand how that is pure evil. And so that's where it made me think, mm-hmm. as Christians, don't we believe in something maybe mysterious, but in addition to the brain, that gives us the ability to make decisions? I know, Toby, I think both of you guys lean a little uh, further away from freedom, uh, free, free will, but if free will exists, it seems like a separate component from the brain. The brain is the natural thing, but this free will is some other gift that God gave us. Otherwise, it really does seem like, well, we're not at fault if everything we do is a result of our brain. So is Jeffrey Dahmer pure evil? Well, what do you think? Um, yeah, what did you come away? Like the, 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 it sounds like you felt bad for him. Yes, I did. Like, like do, do you almost look, the way you're describing it is almost like, man, his body and stuff acted against him yeah, or and man, I, his experiences. And and I don't know if that, that, it, if that partly has to do with me experiencing depression, but I think it was more how they were describing it. I mean, they were going into scientifically why he became the eating human killer. All right. And and even after the first time he did it, he remember and I remember Ted Bundy saying the same sort of thing. After the first time he was like, "Please tell me that was a nightmare." please tell me that did not happen. Like, it was like denial. There's no way I did that. And then after he did it the second time, he was like, F it, not going to try to stop myself anymore. This is, yeah. you know, so that... Think about that impulse about what, in the same context of what you and I were talking about a minute ago. Uh, oh, I got it. I already ate a donut, so I got it. I'm going to, I'm also going to go eat, eat another donut or liver of a and all this stuff. I mean, like that, that, it's just that, that thing. Now, the thing that really is crazy about this is think about young Jeffrey Dahmer alone. Like you said, all this stuff. And he go, where did the idea to kill an animal or just, he's, he was intrigued ever since he was a child. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Around a plastic bag in his pocket to pick up roadkill when he saw it. I know. So it it fascinated him. And then it became this one thing and then it became sexual. And then he's like, well, all this was felt good or something. And so it just gets worse and worse Mm -hmm. and worse. But Worse for everybody else. You I mean, know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yes. But here's what's interesting. is It seems like the crux of our Christian faith and maybe the opposite of evil is love and really putting other people first. There was not this vindictive approach of I'm going to cause harm to other people and do evil to other people as much as it was this. I, I'm crazy, I'm sadistic, and I'm acting on these impulses. Right. And he felt... I mean, call me crazy, but in interviews with Jeffrey Dahmer, I really sense true remorse from the grief that he caused mm-hmm. family members. So it like sounds like says, you I don't wish think I he was almost back. very evil at all, just maybe a little evil. Like I think maybe, I, I think maybe there's, there's evil, evil behind it. Like yeah. if there's a spiritual entity yeah. that's evil, it's it caused that to destroy th- his life. I think maybe humanity is tainted with evil, but I don't necessarily see the stuff that he did as a result of him mm-hmm. being an evil person as much. I mean, I would put it in the same way of when I lose my cool with Priscilla. Yeah, that's 
evil, but sometimes it's just uh, it's it's a product of everything going on in your head when you snap or when you snap. Okay, let me let me put it in this context too, to just to kind of talk about your. Okay, imagine Jeffrey Dahmer. He steals a kid, right? He takes it to his house. He lets the kid. I don't think get, he did anything with the kid. No, no, I, uh, fourteen years old. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I'm not any killer or whatever. Right? Imagine they steal a kid, take them to their house, allow them to get older and all this stuff, and then kill kills them and eats them. Right. That sounds horrific, right? Yeah. Now, that kid is a cow. And you you go, oh, that's not a big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, that, that, well, like okay, that kid, so that kid was right a pig. That, soul, it's not a human, it's a pig. And now you're talking about, he did this, like, you, you do, we do that to animals, and it's natural and okay. And then he goes, he does it to a human, and then it's sadistic and evil. But and is horrible. that because humans it, have souls? You might, that, you might be that's, right. And that's what we're going to talk about. You might be about. right. Now, y'all There's just burnt through the sure. first eight out of the ten minutes of my science segment. So we restart it. <laughs> Astrophysics, Woo! chemistry, cellular biology, mathematics. All right, I'll, I'll cut that short. Gravitation. That was funny. Okay, so this is going to be pretty not very information okay. uh, dense, but that's okay. We'll keep it light. The soul. Okay, so just I want everybody to th- think about. This is not that I'm not going to answer the question whether it's not their soul, but I do want people to think about the soul, and we'll talk about s- the brain specifically in some ways with some story and narrative examples instead of information yeah. dump. Sound good? Like, is love the result Here we of go. your brain? <laughs> okay, think about the soul. If you have a soul, it contains the real essence of what who you are, right? Yeah, and it's what yep. you're like. Yeah, like, like Joey's soul has to contain what Joey is like. Or else, Joey's soul has to contain what? Yes, yep. The qual- yep. qualia, the qualities, right, of Joey yep. must be in his soul. Yeah, especially if it, or if else, you think about what would it matter to have one or to go to heaven with right. that? Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Keep that in mind because you do believe that, right? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to run through some stories of and, and, people and, and, with and, brain injuries. And, and well, and for oh, our listeners' God. sake. Man. For, for our listeners' sake, it is as simple as when you see an open casket, there's something different about that person than everybody else in the room, and it's because they don't have a soul in that body. Okay, well, if you have a soul, it certainly contains your essence and what you are like. Yeah. Keep that in mind as you listen to the following stories. Oh, God. All right. In August of 1989, 35-year-old... 19 what? 89. 35-year-old John Sarkin suffered a stroke, underwent surgery that removed part of his brain... After the surgery, Sarkin had the inexplicable urge to draw, something he had no interest in before. He became a prolific artist, and his work has been shown around the world. Good Lord. What did that do with... Was it artist? Was artist in his soul? Was it only after part of his brain was removed? (laughs) Is it, you know? All right. In 2002, Jason Padgett was assaulted by two men and left with a severe concussion. Remarkably... The attack also turned Paget into a mathematical genius and gave him the ability to visualize geometric shapes and angles. He's just one of the few people in the world who it's happened to called acquired savant syndrome. Oh my God. Was he brilliant before? Doesn't sound Is like Is he it. after? Is he can, in his soul in heaven? Can he? I'm developing he geometric an abilities? right now, but I'll, I'll okay. let you keep going. In 94, 42-year-old orthopedic surgeon Tony Cesoria was talking to his mother on a payphone when he was struck by lightning. A few weeks after that, he developed a penchant for piano music and began teaching himself to play. Prior to that, he was indifferent to music, but now spends his days composing and continues to work professionally as a surgeon and a pianist. Good Lord. Uh, Ever since he suffered a stroke in 2004, Malcolm Myatt has been un 
able to feel sadness. What website is this, by the way? Oh, God. Uh, Ranker.com. So they're ranking the highest yeah, yeah. Okay. instances of oh, good stories. So, well, it's, so, the, the, so, you can look them up. I'm telling you. Tell the story again. Malcolm Myatt, since he suffered a stroke in 2004, has been unable to feel sadness. The stroke affected his frontal lobe, which is the region of the brain that regulates emotions, and he sees being happy all the time as an advantage. Wow. I would like that. Okay. Well, maybe not. I know. I don't know. How <laughs> these are the fun. There's a bunch of more of these, but after recovering from a serious car crash in 2005, Leanne Rowe was left with a newly acquired French-sounding accent. <laughs> And that's insane. Struggling to accept her new voice, she became reclusive and has her daughter speak for her because she's embarrassed about it. It's a rare condition known as foreign accent. Syndrome. All right, so so here's here's the thing: is it se- it seems like this is deep. Oh, there's one. Deepening. I'll just do one more. This one's one of the most famous ones. In 1848, Phineas Gage. A lot of people know who he. Uh, it's one of the more famous ones. He was working on a railroad in Vermont, and an explosion caused a, a iron rod to st- shoot straight through his head. He survived the accident and became one of neurology's most famous cases of brain injury. The true extent remains unknown, uh, but the effects of Rod have been so profound that everybody that knows him or all his closest friends say that that is not, that's just no longer Gage. It's just somebody else, period. It's a completely different person. Yeah, nobody that knew him before, they're just like, well, this is not, this is somebody else. Wow. It is another person. It's a stranger Every- in the same body. Right. It's just a different person that looks exactly like Toby. He's oh like, well, Toby Lord. was this way, Toby was this way, Toby was this way. This is somebody I don't know. Now, what What about the soul? What are you like, going to do about that? What's well, the, you know? well, none of these examples have anything to do, and, and, and I, I agree with what this proves, but I guess what I'm looking for is what is it inside of us that decides... I'm going to do evil towards someone. Is that a random result of how our brain works and our upbringing, or is that us making a decision to do evil? Because it seems like maybe there are instances where we do well, decide to what do you consider evil. evil. And, do, do, and that's what I'm saying is, I, so I guess that leaves me to have to believe in like an additional component of our human existence besides the brain. Like there's the brain, and then there's this some there's some gift that we've been given to be able to make decisions, or you could God could be like, are they crazy? It's all in the brain. Are you kidding me? And that's just how we made it. I'd be totally fine if if we are our brains. Mm-hmm. Be totally fine with that. It's I would hard believe to God argue made it that way. on anything anywhere close to evidence that there is anything beyond our brains. You, you know, like yeah, what you what where I mean, yeah. What, how I mean, what's crazy just, is a lot of Christians mean believe not, in just, a lot of Christians believe in soul, spirit, and body. Not yeah. just soul and well, dualism's the classic thing is the mind different than the body. Mind body that's that's been around across religions and stuff like that. But I mean, it depends on what you consider evil. Do some people think that being you know uh, BDSM dominatrix is evil? Well, Canadian woman became evil uh, in the dominatrix after a, a car accident, and some of these are hilarious. A, a straight rugby player player becomes gay hairdresser after a brain injury, uh, and a, there's a bunch of the ones where people turn into. This is true. Have you heard the ones I've heard on Radio Lab and plenty of other places? There's been people who become pedophiles after a brain injury. Oh, God, man. Is he not? Yeah, what, what did you off. not say? He's that's evil to be a pedophile, but it, it was no evidence of it. He they had there's people pedophilia that, is an evil act. I, I for agree, sure, but people are sick. 
Right. Well, this guy had a brain tumor, and he and, had and, never and, had and, any of these impulses. And I'm not even saying they ever. shouldn't and go to jail. It's like, look, I have, I don't know what I'm supposed to do now, but this is, I'm t- completely driven for this. Yeah. And he was, you know, you know, after because, and That'd then they found he had a brain so tumor. I, I, I think just, the guy that shot in the clock tower. Yeah. Um, said you got to do an autopsy. I know there's something wrong with me. And yeah. Just killing people. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess what it boils down to evil in their soul. I guess what it boils down to is when I'm watching this this uh, Dahmer documentary, I'm thinking, what? I, am I not this close for that being me instead? Like if I was born in a different family right. with different experiences idea. with, uh, you know. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Well, uh, okay. Here's my experience. Seriously. Like I, there, there's a, a real time in my life where I didn't have confidence. I wasn't uh, confident in myself. And then... I got an Indochino suit, and it yes. changed everything about my life. Like, I, I'm telling you. Oh, here, it changed a, your brain structure? I think it did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go on record. I, you might. Well, I don't know. I, I'd love to have some brain scans of pre-Indochino for me because it has been amazing. And, and one of the coolest things about it, if you, if you go online, look up, you can type in BC Con. Uh, we have, there's pictures on the internet, I'm sure. We all wore our, B, uh, our Indochino suits at, at the BC Con, and somebody actually came up and said, oh, is this an Indochino commercial? And I didn't even think about it before that moment because I was like, oh, I'm wearing the best suit I possibly can, so that's why I'm wearing this suit. I'm not wearing it for uh, – even though I love the Indochino name and the brand and all stuff, I'm wearing Indochino suits because it's the best suit I've ever owned in my life, and I look the best in it. And, that, and the reason why is because it's custom. I mean, you can't – I mean, what where – What's better? Uh, let me give you a couple options. You can go buy a suit off the rack, which I've done and was horrible, or you can go buy a, 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 a other uh, custom-made suits. And how much money are you going to spend? I mean, Indochino is so affordable. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear company, and it has been featured in major publications like GQ, Forbes, Fast Company. I mean, they're they're a real company making a great product. They make suits and shirts made it to your exact measurements, and here's how it works. Visit the showroom or shop online at Indochino.com. Pick your fabric, choose your customizations, submit your measurements. They make measuring for your for your suit so easy and kind of fun. I mean, Jess and I did it together, and it was just it was great. I actually really thought it was fun and neat. I like the whole process of how I was able to get a customized suit just for me. And then all you got to do is just wait for your custom suit to arrive in just a few weeks. So here's what you got to do, folks. If you want the best suit of your life, do this. This week, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $379. You're not going to find that anywhere else, I believe, on earth. I mean, that's just unbelievable for this quality of suit. At Indochino.com, when you enter Bad Christian at checkout. Seriously, that's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit, plus shipping's free. So that's Indochino.com, promo code BADCHRISTIAN for any premium suit for just $379 and free shipping. Incredible deal for a suit that will fit you better than anything off the rack ever would. Very good. Now, can, that, I, can I talk about the brain for a second? You can. You Let me conclude that that was the end of the science segment, and that oh. was very good. And, Joey, good idea on that. Although, like I said, I what the information you, is. Let me tell you one that... Can I make fun of Joey also, though? Oh, I love love it. I would love it. With permission. Joey taught middle school science, right? Yeah. Let me tell you another science topic that he sent me. He sent 12 ideas for science. Are you going to give me a chance to explain? I will, but this one's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) One one of them was, you know, the soul thing. I thought that would be good. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, There's some good ones in here. 
But the middle school science teacher also asked me to cover something he might be interested in. Are atoms alive? <laughs> and if not, if living things are made of atoms, why aren't things, why aren't the things made out of them living? No, if, no, if unliving things are made of living atoms, why aren't they considered living? Right. Yeah. So are atoms alive? He asks. That's very interesting. They just seem to be alive. They're moving around in there. Those electrons They're doing are stuff. Yeah, the They're middle active. school science teacher says if you're moving, it must be something moving must I, I, be alive. I'm asking. I didn't say definitely. And <laughs> and for the record, I had no business teaching science. <laughs> so wait, we won't cover that one. That would be a short one. No. Okay. No, it actually would be a good segment to try to cover. I like what, that. One what too. constitutes is something living? Actually, that's a, that's a great one. Uh, I wanted. I didn't get to say my my yeah, point about the about the brain. And, well, and I want to well, know whether we're going to talk about Dahmer's evil. Yeah, no, we're going to talk about souls and okay, uh, good, consciousness good, good. and whatever else. Rest great, episode, great, so. great, 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 great. So here's what I will say. Yeah, that's a tough one. Like when you when you bring up that, like there is part of me that goes, it. The reason he's evil is because that's how we perceive it, right? So the, uh, now it is evil because somebody died. He did something really har- horrible to other people. That's evil because we say murdering people and eating them. Things is that evil. we labeled evil occurred. Right. right. There's no doubt about so, that. But he was acting on this impulse that said you in his brain, you gotta do this. You gotta do it. You have to same that's what I was saying. That's what I was relating to. If there's an open bag of Who M- was in charge there. If there's an open bag of peanut MMs, I go, Oh, you gotta eat them. They're right there. It's gonna taste so good. You gotta do it. And then I reach in and I grab a couple more. Mm-hmm. And then a few minutes later I reach in and grab a couple more until eventually I go, No. So I mean that's when he probably was- But you agree you could have not eaten MMs, but it wouldn't be reasonable to say I could in no way ever, but, ever like it wouldn't be reasonable to say I could live my whole life without ever indulging a craving. Yeah. You no, couldn't say right. that about yourself. That's but you true. could say I could have in that That's moment. That's a good point. Not That's a good M&M. point. You, like for example, you did not eat one peanut M M&M, and M, but you will at some point in your life. So you will you, indulge a craving right, at right, some right. point. At, that at I some have. point, I can right. avoid it at any given. And so moment. my craving sounds funny. Peanut M and M's. His sounds horrific and the most sadistic thing mm-hmm. you could possibly do. Now, did well, you create your that craving? Who created it? Where did it come there, from? There has to be some responsibility. No, no, seriously, I'm being serious. You had a craving that you noticed that had arisen. Correct. I believe I blame the, my parents or, or, mostly the myself. Of that? <laughs> I think my parents always thought, you know, I was always the fat kid and all that stuff, and they always, you got to eat victory plate, finish your meal, oh, gotcha. make sure it's empty. I, I mean, I told stuff. you, my, my mom used to call my grandma on the phone when we're leaving McDonald's and saying, you'll never guess what Joey ate. I know. So I'm sitting back there in the back seat just gloating. I, I'm, it's I'm amazing. Like, this is great. I know. Like, my but mama's I'm, proud. My mom's proud. He ate a Big Mac. He ate six chicken nuggets and a McRib. It's so I've amazing. never seen him pack it uh, so much food. I'm so like, happy. <laughs> I mean, okay, I was, but I'm saying when you had the urge to eat, you you simply noticed that urge to eat the M&Ms. You didn't author it. Uh, no. You noticed that I you had it. Well, the okay, urge to I, eat the I will M&Ms. say, in this instance, I authored it because uh, I asked Reva to go buy peanut M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> so I did actually author it and everything, but... I, we, I mean, no, but I'm, we're, we're almost approaching consciousness, though, which is maybe related to the soul. But I'm saying, do you not notice that you're having thoughts and urges? That I, I, more the way I look at it, it's a weakness, right? Like I'm, I cannot, I, I'm almost can't stop myself from sugar. It's that powerful of a thing. Same way as can you make yourself want kale? I, I, 
Oh, that's a good one. Why hate, not? If I you're the author of the Eminem desire, why can't you just dis- dis- decide to desire There's nothing kale? enjoyable about it, and sugar is so sweet. I mean, it's like that's what I'm saying. Like, I actually believe. So you're maybe, not the author. Of maybe that what desire. we're talking about when we're talking about Satan and evil. That's that thing of like it's so sweet, it's so seductive, it's so good. I can't resist it because I just like it so much. But kale, but, no problem. But think of the origin <laughs> of the desire. Did you author it? Did you cause? And if so, why can't you cause other desires? My body responds to like wanting that sweet. So my body goes, "Oh, you need it." What do you mean There's by more, your body? I think uh, my taste buds, my, uh, everything about me. Like I've I've trained my body probably from very early, uh, very early on. Whenever I first got a piece of sugar or candy or cake, mm-hmm. I went, "Oh, this is so good." Can I have more? Yeah. Like my kids, are you, my kids right say, now. So can your I have body more? authored more? the desire for the M M&M. and M. My body is that not you? My body goes, "Ooh, this is awesome." Who? What? What's the difference in you and your body? Uh, nothing. Maybe. I mean, my brain is my body, the mm-hmm. same way. So I, I don't know if there's a difference. I, I, I'm pointing at do are you really the author of your thoughts or do you just simply notice and grab hold to some of them? I, I believe something fired in me like a Pavlov's response of my mouth starts watering because I, I've tr- been trained to know when M&Ms are around, this is what happens. It tastes good, the chocolate, the peanut, this, 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 and this. You'll so feel your a little conscious satiated. mind was not the author of the impulse? It has to be, though. Why does it have to be? What What else would it be? What... What are you saying? It's just firing on its own, and I'm not a part of what it. About, Something oh, okay. like that. What about yeah, an alcoholic? That's what I'm saying. What about an alcoholic? Like when I think of, I mean, an I know alcohol- you're trying to hold on to the notion of responsibility. It's clear, but if you just take a second and think about it, do your thought? Where do your thoughts but I mean, come at from? A certain do you point, author well, your going thoughts? with Joey's idea? Talking about alcohol. I mean, at a certain point, you have to have it. Like I'm if not, you're, if I'm you're not a heroin addict, that there's responsibility or, or agency exists. I'm not really right. denying that. I'm just saying you're. You can you you're saying you decided to desire M and M's? No, no. Here's or you what, found yourself to desire M and M's. Well, here's what and really if, if you could. Dis- okay, see see if this makes sense. Tell me what I'm thinking here. This is what really freaks me out. I have a thought in my head or a desire or something's firing in my brain that goes, "You must have M and M's." Was that then, your decision on, to make on, that wait, wait. firing? It doesn't end there. The next thought or this other thing. What's the other thing that goes? Don't do it. There's that too. In my head, which was, one is you? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Which one is? Are they both me? Is there is either one is of them your soul? A du- is there a duality? Is there yeah. maybe maybe that soul thing? But there, there's there was a real thing where Toby, dude, don't get another handful of M&Ms. But, but par- I mean, part of it, par- part of it. There's not a simple solution. Really there's you. there's not a simple solution. Uh, part of has it has to be. Who are they? Well, I'm saying who the you, hell even are if they? you did not create either of those thoughts, you simply noticed both. So I'm the noticer. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's what I'm suggesting. You're the guy that notices yeah, but those at, things at, at, and then decides what to do. I mean, don't you think, you're though, not the, author the, the first time he ever had a peanut M&M, he, he basically clued himself in. I like these a lot. And so next time he saw peanut M&Ms, he was like, man, I forgot how good these were. As a little kid, however yep. old he was, yep. he was teaching his brain to yep. react that way. So what, what came first? Because now his brain... I do believe it is a physiological process. He may be convinced right. that he just doesn't have willpower. How did you teach yourself to be sexually attracted to women with big boobs? How um, did you teach that to yourself? Well, when you, I was five, I used to uh, go up to women and just... Before you were super just, confused about where is this coming from? You heard of the game Tune In Tokyo? No. Okay. Well, How did you teach yourself to be wildly attracted to women <laughs> with big boobs? I didn't. Okay. I, I so fully you believe... you just noticed that you were. I think No, I don't think it's that. I think... 
uh, older men in my life mm-hmm. started giving clues of this is what's hot. And if you grew up in the jungle, you would have oh. never had attraction to human now, female women. Maybe not. How about this? Maybe though? not in the same way. Now here's not a. Same way, how about this though? My my first sexual stuff. It re- it was not was me. Was it confusing and surprising, and you didn't know what it was or why you? It wasn't it me. All of a sudden, I had a boner, right. and I was like, "Oh, or I, or did you? Decide, I had you to do something. Make, there's no decisions you made. Right. Like you I just had, had to. to try. All the only decisions you made is I'm going to try to stop from but grabbing that, some woman's boobs. But that's an animal. That the, that's know. an animal instinct, and you you think an animal is an animal? If an animal goes and if a dog goes and attacks a cat, right. you go, "That's the dog." Right. You don't you don't think it's a it's not the dog? You're saying I'm not the toad. No, I'm just saying you're an animal. Oh well, yeah, yeah. It's an so, animal instinct, but it's instinctual that. And now we're at another level where I go, oh, my instinct is to get more M and M's. The consciousness is what I'm suggesting is just the the part of you that is noticing the animal instinct. Well, let's go another angle here. It's like, not the author of the impulses. Let's go another angle here. I I have an easier time, even though I know this is a hypocritical notion. I have an easier time identifying Dylan Roof as evil. Because to me, there just seems to be something like, I hate black people, and I'm going to shoot nine people that I am, I'm actually plotting against and all that stuff. It, but Jeffrey Dahmer had to plan his stuff too. But for some reason, I put Jeffrey Dahmer in. I mean, obviously that's sick. So once you do that with Jeffrey Dahmer, though, there's no stopping you from saying, well, Dylan Roof too. Right. It's just as a right. little, you know, uh, well, it, it seems like more of a hatred thing with Dylan Roof. And so I, I in I, no I, way am I saying Dahmer's off the hook. He should have gone to jail, all of that stuff. But I'm just saying, I don't know if I see him as like this super, super was, evil person. You're right. Like I, I almost in a way like a serial killer or something, I feel like there's something happening and they have to feed it. And like when you look at that, it, it feels more like, I'm just going to be a mean person. Right. I'm going to be a terrible person right now. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's not the same thing as, oh, I have to go kill people. It's, I'm just going to go do this thing. He made that decision. A, a, a serial killer, I think that's why a lot of people are fascinated with it. It's just this thing where it gets sadistic and crazy. It's not just killing people. It's power. It's a sickness, a disease, and all that crazy stuff. Now, the other thing I wanted to say, though, about all the people you read, what weirds me out about that is, that maybe that is them, and we literally are only functioning at a very low level of our brain. And when something traumatic, mm-hmm. we call it trauma. It might, and you could almost say it's not trauma; it's enlightening. It exposes. Well, most brain injuries it don't brings, have it a brings all, like effect. No, no most I know. of them you just shut down. No, shit I know. It just it, it. it's a coincidence right. that it happened to hit the right neurons or whatever parts of your brain, frontal lobe, whatever. But I'm just saying, like now they might be functioning at a a bigger level, which would appear to be a different person. Like the last Mm -hmm. guy you said, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like it would appear to be a different person because he's functioning at an entirely more, uh, robust level. Maybe. I I mean, like that, maybe that's what that is. Maybe everybody has the ability to care about music and play the piano, but in this person, it just didn't develop. And now all of a sudden a traumatic brain injury. Oh yeah. I can understand that Mm -hmm. now and care, but that's what really weirded me out. Weirds me out too is, we're even talking about people caring about something. Not just all of a sudden she has an accent, but now she actually, uh, uh, the guy cares about playing piano or he actually has a desire. It's not just this thing happened. He actually has different desires. Did He didn't make different decisions to get there is all I'm saying. Yeah. He just that's true. found himself to have different desires. Meaning- but that happens with us. I. I my desires have completely changed since I was seven. You, to 17 you're just to the guy that decides what to do with them. 
I guess. I mean, that doesn't sound here, right, though. Here's what I, <laughs> you don't like it. I don't like no, it No, it sounds all. very logical and correct and very close to your experience. You just don't like it. Well, Matt, what do you think about this statement? A pastor that uh, Toby and I know, he, he says... and Because you a, think somebody's going to get off the hook for something. He's like a, you just, it's a sense of justice that's making you go, that can't be true. It has to be personal responsibility. But you know from your experience that you are simply the person writing this big elephant that simply gets to decide what to do with the impulses. That's the, that's the Toby part. Why did Joey? Why Joey? Why was Joey so fundamentalist then? Like he he just he, these thoughts of whatever happened in his head, and he just decides to make sure he, he proselytizes people for God or not. You know what I mean? But like the impulses were already there. He decided maybe how to act on them at, at best. The best you could say is that, and at, and on, at worst you could say. No, he didn't even, wasn't even decide. And, uh, when you right. take a kid like him with his brain chemistry and do this to him and then tell him this, of course we know what he's going to do. What do, you, what do you feel about the following statement that a uh, pastor has told me, and he's a counselor too, he says that everyone is doing the best they can with what they have, including the brain they were born with, mm-hmm. the background that they were, the family and all that stuff, their experiences, the things that they missed out on, the things that they got that was harmful, things they got that was good, all of that stuff, everyone is doing the best that they possibly can with what they've been given. Well, that's really a just a way of speaking about it. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I agree. I, I don't think that, that that manner of speaking doesn't necessarily capture personal responsibility. I don't know if it's really... In, now he wouldn't be an advocate of people not having responsibility, yeah. but he that it does lead him to That's be a, a very a, good counselor because right. he's trying to figure out what caused you to be like this, and if we can figure that out right. and see how you can get your eyes off of that and gravitate towards something more healthy, then we can lick this thing. Yeah. Because well, I mean that the, the notion makes sense there that everybody is doing they're making the from their point of view they are making the best decision that they know how to make right. That wouldn't doesn't that feel like your experience of living? Like at all, mo- I mean, you know, where where's the time where you 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 you've you've done things that you knew were wrong, mm-hmm. and you've known that the decision that you made was one that was labeled as bad, right? But you thought it was the best thing to do at the time. Did I? Yes, that's how you chose so that I doesn't know i think you can choose something knowing this is not the best thing but no I'm you do no it. you can choose something knowing it is wrong to do right but ultimately you calculated that it would be your best move from here well to really? be, to, to, you did you did it that doesn't you chose mean, it you selected it whatever what multiple choice test did you ever pick an answer other than the one that you thought was the, the best i mean one? It, it seems like common sense a I should. I'm going to look at porn, and this is the best decision. B. I'm going to look at it's porn, and it's not the best to look decision. At porn. It's a sin to look at porn. From my current point of view, I must have calculated that was the best path forward, and I chose it. Or this is not the best path, well, but I'm going to do it. Well, anyway. What about this? To, to, no, that's just bad language for <laughs> you. Thought it was the best path. Well, to further Matt's point, how about this? The only reason you know bad. Porn is bad because other people told you. That's right. And so you didn't know. So, yeah, that's so right. it wasn't like you even got to choose that. Like if you'd have grown up in a family that did pornography if for you grew a living, up in the woods like the Blue Lagoon, yeah. and found a porn, 
You right? Like you. That's look, what I'm saying. Like, you think, wouldn't thought that. Think you of, just thought it was the best decision to make is look at the stimulating uh, visual images. We we inter- had no we, idea what you were looking. at. We interviewed Costi Hinn, and he grew up in Benny Hinn's entourage, and he was like, "Oh, this is what you're supposed to do for the Lord." And right. then, and then it took this other thing, another idea. Maybe you're winning me over. Somebody else presented something else similar to, "Oh yeah, Jesus presented something else," and everybody goes, "Oh, okay, well." Now I see that I'll choose that or something like the ideas. I, I maybe you. I guess what you're getting at here is ideas come up, and who you are is what you choose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you do, what you do with it. Yeah, yeah. but so, the ideas. But I mean, the, uh, but impulses, what does that have to do with most the soul? Of, well, well, you won't. Are you? Yeah, do, ha- we, do you even do have you choices have in heaven? Do you have choices in heaven? Then is your soul going to be making decisions? Well, how? I mean, or what are you? If you're a pedophile after a brain injury, then you go to heaven. Do you have pedophile impulses? Was that in your? If not, who? I mean, I don't know. It gets it gets squirrely. People just say that's. Everybody says, "Oh, that that's the sin thing." Like, but if you really boil, but that doesn't. That's not an explanatory. Sin weirds me out because it. That's it, just on a certain like, level. That's just num- a get out of jail free I know, card. And on a issue. certain level, there's some liquid or atom or ion or uh imp- thing whatever that causes an impulse right the same same right. way as me with the neurological M&Ms, configuration whatever whatever something know. in your brain causes something to happen and then we say it's spiritual that you did the bad thing right but it actually is very scientific and you could trace it in all the stuff uh, i would say that you've never made a decision that you thought was the wrong one Ah, oh, that's not true. No, no, but thank you. I knew he no, was going to get my back. That's not true. You you knew it was wrong to make that decision, but you still thought that would be the best possible scenario going forward for you. No, you, you chose no, it. I believe one hundred percent. I felt helpless to stop it. And okay, you, well, you, and you're willing to way. accept the consequences. I know I'm going to feel bad about doing something. There's no way. I I'm think not saying you're right not going to feel bad about it. You you knew that you would feel bad about it and still fucking worth it. Well, he, here's it, and let, you did it. Let, let me circle all the way back around and prove you my knew point. what the circle. You knew what it was. You knew it was bad. You still did it. Let no, me cir- and you knew how you'd feel afterwards. Did you not? Let me circle all the way back around. <laughs> <laughs> and th- to me, this this proves where where I'm at and what I believe. If if tomorrow morning we wake up and we find out that Toby went home. Last Please night, say something about Hitler and and killed all of his family. Oh, cool, yeah. All right, so he killed his family. He's in jail. Not for a second do I think. I never knew Toby. He is full of evil. I think something exactly. snapped. That's right. right. Something bad happened. You I gotta go. See he my made friend. a bad decision because that's not a decision he is capable. No, I would of say I gotta go see my friend. Something right. bad happened. Right. Something appears. Okay. Off. So let's just move while in the time we have left. Okay. Suicide. God, come on. No, just just stay with it. This suicide. Well, well I, I had a very humbling experience. I've shared this on here before, so I'll make it snapshot story. I used to always think I was on a moral high ground that I would never kill myself because I've never contemplated it. I've wanted to die before, but I realized one time through hearing social workers that I don't think it, I'm on a moral high ground. I think I've never gotten sick enough. I've gotten sick enough to want to die and to desire it, but I think if I would have gotten a little bit sicker, then maybe I would have gotten to the point where I would mm-hmm. have. And that is where I completely have empathy for people that kill themselves or that are suicidal because I remember wanting to die, and I had three kids at the time, and I can't believe I wanted to die. I cannot believe it. I can't even relate to that. So when people take their lives, it is the, there is a mental illness there, and they truly believe it is the best thing and the only thing. 
So what, is that what so you're asking? So it's not selfish to no, commit suicide. No, was, that, was those thoughts in it? Was that Joey? Or was that something that was out there that you were trying to resist? What do you mean? Like, was Joey the one causing those thoughts of wanting to die? Or was it uh, wanting to die? It was you, my brain. I believe it was my brain. So you created, and, and, you created those thoughts. No. no you're the owner of them. He just noticed it. He just noticed that he wished he was dead. But where did the thought come from to not want to be here? It's just neurological but, configuration. But I mean that that uh, that's where I don't like it because every thought you don't can, like it. I know every like possible it. thought can throw, <laughs> float through your head, D- doesn't but, it? But where does that, doesn't it? Ha, have but, you never had crazy thoughts all over your head? And you go, oh my god! But just like you said in another science segment, humans create those thoughts and knowledge. So a human, your brain, whatever it is, is creating it. Something about your brain is. The only way I can and rectify all what we're saying is your brain is constantly creating stuff, and you pick without and your knowledge. You pick and choose without your decision making. <laughs> you know for a fact, and all science will tell you system one and well, system two thing. No, it's happening now in the background. Now you're you, talk- you don't tell yourself your heart to beat. You don't tell right. your what, what neurons is that, What is go. that you called when your heart just beats and all that? So what is that system? Involuntary. Yeah, yeah, involuntary stuff. Right? Maybe your brain works the same of way. Of course it it's does. It's just constantly creating stuff. Of course it does. And you go, oh, here's this There's thing. There's plenty of science this. on that. Like if you see some an object that looks like a snake in the woods, you jump and then you think, was that a snake? And then eventually, right. a few milliseconds later, you go, oh, that was a stick. Right. You saw the stick, your amygdala and deep brain made a decision that you were in on yeah, but and that, made your heart rate jump and you jumped and then you processed what you thought it was and said, I'm Toby, I think that's a stick. Calm down, rest of brain. But you still right. learn that, though. That did not originate no, from it the happened, brain. No, it happened every time. I can scare you. I can jump out from a corner and scare you and tell you I'm but, going to do it. But I will... learned over time that snakes are dangerous. I, if I was two years old, do no, you think I would no, jump you're, you're out of something point, that You're like, missing the point of that so t- experiment. The, the, what I'm saying is your body does things and reacts before Joey knows about it. Oh, yeah, In sure. your brain. Your brain makes a, tons of decisions about your body and your behavior and where your arms move and what your heart rate is without your without you having anything to do with it. I guess that's what I'm arguing though is it seems like I had a my upbringing and what people taught me about snakes is what made me jump. No. Nope. M- monkeys do it. Huh? Monkeys do it. Monkeys jump at snakes without knowing snakes are dangerous. I'm saying I do believe it's involuntary, but that involuntary notion was established because I was taught no. that snakes are something to avoid. No. So it's instinct. Yes. That, no, I'm just saying your brain... No, no. What I'm saying is your brain is doing actual decision-making and processing that your conscious cognitive prefrontal cortex, the part of you that thinks you're sitting behind your eyes, Joey. I'm Joey. I'm right here. I'm right behind my eyes. I'm looking at the world. I'm making decisions. I'm in charge. No, you're not. You're only in charge of something sometimes. The rest of it is just happening in your brain, and it's making the decisions, and it is not you. What about getting the damn giggles? Same sort of thing? Something strikes you as funny and you're doing everything you can not to. Is that involuntary? Yeah, go ahead and get the giggles right now. <laughs> That's not real. You know it's not real. Can you stop? Yeah. When you really have the giggles, can you stop? No. No. Involuntary. Oh, God. Right. So you you can't make yourself have the giggles because you want to. You right. get them. I could. I probably could start fake laughing. and Yeah, eventually those things cross over. If you it, ra- it raise somebody's heart rate, guess what? They'll get anxious. If you physically stimulate somebody's That's heart, true. that person will become anxious. Anxious. I was in a I was in a really serious conversation with a bunch of guys, and I noticed that one of them, their heads looked just like the PBS heads, and I just was about to die laughing. And I, I was like, "You didn't Please decide don't that. You, you noticed, found that. You noticed something, case. and then it caused oh, a response." Man. Okay, but like, so when you think about like suicide, though, when you think about 
Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. How do y'all, I want to know how y'all think about it. I believe that they got to a place where they didn't think they had any other option. I I am becoming more cynical and disgusted. I want to say open. (laughs) Okay. I really don't believe anymore, like a lot of people, I mean, I saw this with Anthony Bourdain a lot, especially a lot. I think when people say this, it's because they're scared or they aren't comfortable with themselves or whatever. Call them cowards and, yeah. and awful, you know. Right? Same, Selfish, same, whatever. Yes, 100%. Same as the musicians, you know, uh, uh, that did stuff, killed themselves as well. I don't, I don't think of this as coward anymore. I really do think at this point, like, Joey, I think you call this, like, Joey, do you, Think of it as a sickness if you kill yourself. Like there's a sickness. Yeah, and there's mental. It was a result of mental illness. Healthy people don't just say, eh, and kill myself. Okay. I got some, I wrote down some okay. questions that seem to not suggest okay. that. Um. So when is it rational to commit suicide? You're, let's say you're a prisoner of war, sure. being tortured, and you have a cyanide capsule. 9 11 yeah. jumpers. There's not mental illness. All your flesh jumpers. has been burned off and you're like, I can't, I'm jumpers. in agony. I mean, this is easy. Sure. It's very, you those know, are her, rational about decisions. terminally ill, 85 years old, yes. pancreatic yeah. cancer. That's a that's, big, that's a okay. big difference okay. than convincing Fine. yourself All right, that we'll go life the other is over way. when it's not. Go the other way. Life was over for those 9 No, no, jumpers. I know, but I have a root canal coming up. It's not going to be pleasant. I don't have a ton of family or anything. I'm just going to bail. I mean, I'm fine. I'm not mentally ill. I just not interested in the root canal. I've done what I need to do I don't think you would do it unless you were sick. What about the people? What's the difference? I just don't think you would do that. Put kill yourself because you're getting a Am root I meant, canal? What about if you're meant you're not mentally ill and you just have the shame of a scorned lover and you feel like there's no way to go on without the girl she broke sure. your heart? Okay, that's okay. not mental illness. Well, well, you just let, decided. Let me back up. Then I don't think every single suicide is strictly someone being convinced that's the only way out, but I do think that's the majority of them. Sure, okay. I think. No, I'm just saying. I think you I'm can kill yourself when, on a whim. Tell me when but, suicide is not rational and attributed to mental illness. What about if you just have a truly devastating personal loss and you just don't feel like like you've lost three or four of your family members you have no mental sure. illness i do believe don't? that there are some situations that's not like mental that. illness and you is, is it if, that I, ir- if is i that, got home and saw that my whole family was dead you just didn't feel like i would here. think of killing myself right. i would I, think I, from I, I would too yeah. yeah so what do you just you know what i've been here 40 years i've had a hard life i've had a lot of trauma nothing ever is good happened to me it doesn't seem like it's going to from here on out i'm just done i don't think that happens often you know, why not I just don't think it does. I don't have any stats that support that. I just don't think it does. I mean, what if you're a super powerful person like Bernie Madoff and your empire collapsed, you're going to spend the rest of your life in jail? Bill Cosby, whatever. I mean, but that. Like, you wouldn't be surprised if Bill Cosby killed himself, and I don't think you would think it's it's mental mental illness. illness. It's not mental illness. So it is possible. It wouldn't, I mean. Yeah, I'm saying I think most suicides are a product of mental illness. But yes, you are right. I think there's exceptions to that. Here's the thing that weirds me out about it, though, is if that pain is that bad, you're okay with it if you're on in a uh, building that's going to explode or collapse or whatever, and you jump out and it's kill just yourself. a calculation. But at that it, point. if the pain is that bad, whatever that pain is, I guess that that's what you're calling the mental illness, that the pain. But mental maybe, illness maybe can be one of the but, reasons where you could rationally. Right. I mean, could but, you not just say I'm so mentally ill? There's no point. But could that not be but, rational? But what I'm saying is, we're calling it a mental illness as if it could be fixed or whatever. But the same way as if you're on an island by yourself and all of a sudden you uh, your appendix burst, you just want to die. Just go ahead and kill me. Like I'm not fixing this. I don't have doctors here. We can't. It can't be fixed right now. So uh, the bigger thing here is like these people. What I'm trying 
to understand, and maybe I'm realizing now is, whatever they are calling pain and anguish and hurt and misery is real. And so they just like, another day of this is not worth it. And maybe I believe that. Well, I'm not saying it's good. I don't want anybody to kill themselves. None of us want to or anything like that. But I'm saying this is a real time where I'm starting to go, this pain is so bad that to them, it might be better. Because, I mean, our, the other option is, no, it's mental illness and they should still be here tomorrow. But what we're saying is stay here tomorrow even though the pain is horrific. You wouldn't say that to, hey, no matter what, I know that the building's on fire. Just stay through it if you can. You would say, no, go ahead and jump. I would give mental illness this out. If it's you, not cowardly, I don't I, Yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm not even but, trying to paint that. I'm yeah. saying maybe it's just a good calculation. Maybe it's just better to be dead. I, I, I'll go so far as to... That. If, you look, if you're talking about like numbers, that's what I'm getting. Like, I don't like, know. Like, yeah, like if like, you're terminal... I mean, there's plenty of situations where it's just better to be dead. Yeah. And, I mean, mental illness could be one of them. I would draw the line in the fact that if you talk to Bourdain or Kate Spade at multiple times and ask them what they thought... Would they, you know, is it if they had waited one more day, would they have a different decision? Yeah, right. You know, is it an actual symptom of the acute thing that takes you out when you're being irrational? You know, have you ever been so angry that you're irrational and made a bad decision? Yeah. Okay. Well, then that wasn't a real, that wasn't your real decision. No, but how about this, Matt? It was. I bet. I bet. Just take those two for example. I bet they would say. Yeah, there's lots of those days, and I, I made it through them all. That's what I'm saying. So they made, and so this was I, the one I didn't make I, it. Through. I know. I'm just saying. the The worst thought I have is, well, well they might have just made the right decision. I mean, that wasn't the first time Anthony Bourdain ever thought about committing suicide. No, I, I, I'm sure you're right. I'm you just know what saying, I mean? Who are you to say it's better to exist than not? I, I don't agree. know. About we put that. supreme value like, we'll, on we'll, human existence. That it's 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 the best thing. I, I it's don't know. awesome. It's better than death. Like, don't you think? Doesn't everybody think staying alive I mean, is better than death? We're all very predisposed to being biased towards right. existence. You've never been dead. We like it. So I've I've never been dead in my life. So I I one hundred percent think <laughs> never been be, dead being being alive is way better. So to you, it feels like I thought you were a Clemson fan. Now you're a Gamecock fan. You think being dead is better to be alive? No, we're the alive team. Right. What are you right. doing? Yes. We're, that's you're our right. team. We we live. And that's why everybody's like, so, oh my God. We're yeah. the ones that are supposed to right. live. Well, you don't want to live. You don't want to be a Clemson Tiger anymore? You're a defector? Of the our other team? thing that weirds me out, everybody's totally, not okay, but like, think about this. You're fine if Anthony Bourdain dies from cancer, it, it killed him. But if he chose to do it, uh uh-uh. uh. Can't go there. Not like, the that's same the, response. You know, right. you know what I mean? Like, in that yeah. weird, like, uh, any other thing that kills you, you you might be shocked by it or whatever, but you can understand it. If somebody goes, I don't want to be here, it we cannot reconcile it in our brains. It does not make sense if you get to choose your own death. I got a few more questions that well, I don't me, have answers I to. I want to be pastoral real quick before uh, maybe... Father God. No, I do want to be... I, if anything, this leads me to have way more grace and patience for other people and it makes me marvel at the potential of God's grace for all humanity, given this context. I mean, we are supremely messed up. Like, I really think God's going to be pretty gracious. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm hopeful that there's. Well, you had to add hope. Uh, and that's just, and it was okay. getting dark. I, I'm just trying to look. <laughs> Joey's like this suicide stuff. Oh, <laughs> wait, oh, Father God, you are good. God. You ever heard of grace? Okay. Well, how about this? A few more questions. Uh, we're, uh, before you do those questions, do you think some people heard what you just said and find it offensive? Like you're telling me my life's so bad, and you're telling me that God is gracious. 
You know what I mean? Like that. That's what's rough for no, a no, lot of I, people. No, I was talking about post death. Yeah, that's that's what I was talking about. Why ain't God gracious in life though? I know. I, I think differently. Like if if universalism is true, problem solved. <laughs> do, do Everything's you, fine. But so so do you think Anthony Bourdain made the wrong decision? I, I did. You I, think I, he made a decision, and if so, the wrong one. My guess would be that he made the only decision that he felt was there. So no decision. That's not a decision. Right. It was a 9-11 jumper. That goes jumper. all the way back to what we've been talking about the whole time. No decision? He was a 9-11 jumper. That would be my guess. Which is not really a decision. I think, he had, I think he had an option, live or die, and he, and he, he goes, yeah, here we yeah. go. It's, well, that, oh, I've always can, tried living. Can you respect his For decision? For 60 then? years, I've tried living. Can you res- not try do you respect his decision? I mean... Man, this is so hard. I mean, <laughs> I'm just trying well, to make it. Hard I mean, everybody's going to have an every, answer. Every, this is a very uncomfortable uh, conversation and very awkward. I just wrote these I questions know. down because yeah, I, I had them. Can I respect a person that gets to choose? Did, can you their... respect their decision? Or did he make the wrong one? He'd be pissed if a close friend killed himself. I know. To, I mean, you would eventually yeah. get to a place where you If were Joey angry. would have killed himself, I would be angry. I really would be. I, I, and, and part of that would be because I would go, the fuck, Joey? You hurt your family. Like, of course. If you, if you hurt your, uh, yeah, if you hurt your family you right now, right. like if you did it in real, yeah. But the, the counter argument that's yeah. so strong. Like, if there's any way to avoid that pain for his family, he would have avoided it. Is yeah. it? Is it like that? That's the opposite of self. It's like, of course, of course, he wouldn't do that to his family. Therefore, it must not have been his decision. Yeah. I, 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 it's the ill. You know, I mean, then you can say, well, it's the illness. That's that's why it's the illness, right? How about this? Is it good to memorialize it? I, I don't know the answer to that one. Yeah, either. that's honor. What do you mean by that? To, like to, honoring the person post suicide? Well, you know the way people like to make a big deal yeah. out of it. I mean, sure. As soon as somebody commits, I'm not like, sure that that's as true. As soon as he committed suicide, everybody's posting this. What, uh, is that awesome good that is people it? do that? Maybe. I think Maybe it it, I don't. I don't know is. if it's that okay. bad. My next Anytime question you is: celebrate humanity. I think it's a good the work. The, the, that's it, kind of celebrating the work and the influence they had. Ah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I would I, next question. I'll color that a little bit, and it's just a question. Okay, is it do celebrity suicides cause more suicides? As in, is it contagious? Yeah, yes. I think so. Okay, yep. it's memorializing it, not a part of that. Like, look at all. Like, you've just demonstrated to the whole world how you, you know what I mean. You've given, you've just said all. It's like it's very easy when you see the memorialization of Bourdain to think, I wish I had that. And my life's actually really shitty. Yeah, but the, the so you, the, can you not imagine your own funeral and how the people saying good stuff? You know, so your only other I, I think option, it might be contagious. Your only other option is to be like, screw that guy. I can't believe how selfish he was. Moving on no, to I'm other news. That. I'm not saying that. I'm saying our behavior in wake of it maybe causes more suicides. Maybe this is what I think. But I don't think. Uh, yeah, it might. I don't know. And then last question I have is: uh, Does Christianity? And notions of the afterlife increase suicide. Uh, no, I think it's a deterrent, right? Well, you're just gonna go to heaven. No, I don't. No. I, I don't. A lot of Christians. Maybe don't. that. So maybe I'm it's turning get on into out that. of here. Maybe it's turning into that. Yeah. Like I would say, for the first time in my life, in the last maybe four or five years, no, maybe longer than that. It it would. The majority of my life, I don't live, think suicide makes you go to hell. The majority of my life, I live thinking if I kill myself, I'm going to hell. Okay, I don't so, think but, that but then once you like, think, I think you I go to heaven, doesn't right it make it a little bit easier? Huh? Once you once you are of the type of Christian that believes as soon as I'm dead, I'll be with the Lord. Does that not increase your 
ability. Sure, I just suicide. don't. I agree with Toby. I don't think that's the prevailing notion amongst Christians at this point. Maybe you, you don't think when you're sitting there in your truck with your gun and thinking about here we go. I'm gonna be in heaven soon. It doesn't make it a little easier. No, I think it makes it easier. Makes I don't it a lot think, easier. Right? I don't think that most Christians or, think as they it would contributes go to, to suicide. I'm just saying I don't think. I they think, think most Christians think really that that's not an unpardonable sin. That was, sounds like I don't know. I think I think the opposite. I was yeah. always told. I, I'd be curious. By I was always told. I was always taught if you commit suicide, you go to hell. I mean, I was actually. I, I don't. That. I don't believe that people really think that much anymore. I think people say that the same ways they talk about premarital sex. It's I think. Just it's, I think it's wrong. It's just but, what you yeah. just to scare you. But anyway, I don't. know. I mean, this is all awful. It's pretty confusing. Like, you have to admit this is not. This you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That's my only. I'm not. I'm not purporting right, any I, answers. I, but if how you look about at this? The soul I, how about this? Into our brain. Let me to add our decisions this in here. Or our what, okay, there's a Joey. Um, all of a sudden, I uh, walk into the kitchen and something happens, and I, there, uh, the stove explodes, and my entire skin's on fire. You put me out, stop, jump, and roll, but I'm just screaming and I'm in agony. And I say, Joey, I'm begging you, please, just kill me, <laughs> just kill me. I can't. And, and, I, I, and or I know there's war, no... or we're in war. You know, go back to the World War One or World War Two or whatever, and somebody's leg gets blown off, and they're just like, please. I don't know. I don't care. Anything. You have to kill me because I can't take the pain, the agony, is all the stuff, and you kill them. Like, they ask you to do something, and you end their life for them because they're asking you. So, you know, basically a suicide in a way, but you had Assisted a part suicide. in it. And the reason you did it is because you thought, I am relieving this person of agony. That's what I'm saying. Anthony Bourdain, Case Spade, all these people, view, they I'm go, sure. I am relieving right. I me of the agony. It is agony. Right. Being here tomorrow. Rational, if, if, good decision. If then. tomorrow is anything like today, it has to be over. So couldn't you say it's a That's very a good, good rational now, decision yeah. that he made that you support now, and respect? Now, now, how about that this? you support yeah. and respect? How is that not? I'm just asking. Now, I, don't, I don't know. Now, think about this. There, how many people have committed suicide in the history of the world? I don't know. A uh, lot. Unreal, right? You Google it. I bet it, you there's an estimate. You couldn't even number well, I've, it, maybe. I, I'm, but. I'm also pretty sure it's on the rise. Oh, yeah. Right. Now, how about this? But agony is at an all-time uh, low as far yeah. as we define it, but I don't know about that. Uh, now, so these people kill themselves because there's agony, and they, it's the worst, and it's not worth being alive anymore. Christianity says uh, that if you don't do a couple of things, that the worst agony ever will happen forever. <laughs> so our God, like no matter what, the, already you see people, this life is bad enough for some people. Yeah. Imagine, now we're going to tell people, you better believe in our God or else you'll have the even a worse agony yeah. that will never end. <laughs> and that's our God. Well, I don't know. I mean, you, you know, we've turned a, uh, I tell you what, we better not title this episode anything about suicide. I know that from both experience from labeled. and people everything. Don't like, people do not like this talking about another, it. That's what I'm saying. There's a they lot like of people that are comfortable and think we're being jerks talking about it. I know. According, this episode will probably do poorly, and some people will have turned it off. We did. Yeah. And I don't know if people know this or not, but we did a, a labeled episode when Chris Cornell and somebody else had killed himself. And there's a ton of musicians that we know that have suffered badly with depression and suicide and suicidal attempts and right. ideations. So I said, why don't we try to talk to some of them about that on Get the a podcast? conversation going. Well, of, of course, all the people that I'm thinking of right now immediately declined to participate, except Rob from May came on and yep. did it. Now, the most interesting part of that experiment to me was that was the least downloaded episode 
in people all of People didn't like it. They're people didn't not, want to listen about people killing They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to hear about it. They don't want to think about nope. it. And all the questions I just asked, it's not pleasant. I know. But sure. you, I'm not hearing any answers. Ha, ha, try to so have a conversation it, with somebody about suicide. They go, "That's just so sad," and, and they don't. They not, won't talk about it. Not even getting close. How many people kill themselves daily? Ugh, okay, I'm in the world. Okay, slow down. I'm gonna try to. I have no idea. But okay, let me think about. Hold that. on. How many people kill themselves in, in the, the world, world or daily. America every day? All right. The world, world population is seven billion. Seven billion. Yeah, I said uh, seven million. <laughs> <laughs> seven million people in you know uh, a big city. Um. Okay, think of your answer, and then we'll say it out loud. I'm going to say... Daily. Every day, I'm going to say... I'm getting a number... Um, out of 7 billion. I really want to try to get this close, but I don't think... I, I don't God, know. I, I don't know to what to right guess. Range. Okay, I'll go first. I'm going to say something stupid. This can't be right. I'm going to say 10,000. No, that's a really good guess. I was thinking, am I going to cross 10? But I think it's under 10. But high digit single thousands is okay, right. How many so I'll Joey? just say eight thousand. Three thousand a day. Okay. Wow. That's way. one million that's people each year. Um that's one death every forty seconds. I thought and then for each individual who takes that. their well, own life at least, order at least life, twenty so. attempt to do so. So multiply Oh yeah, attempts. Yeah. I mean there's probably ten thousand attempts. I mean, I, I mean so that's sixty thousand. You just want to clarify your guess it was really good. It was maybe ten what? Sixty thousand attempts a day? a day. Well, all the attempts aren't aren't really real. We know that too. But Some sure, somewhere in between three thousand and thirty thousand. It's, it's just, you know, something like that. So there's like twelve to twenty thousand actual people every day that go, I'm out. And then some of them live anyway. Now, if you look at that, if you take God and spiritual, all that stuff out of it and just look at numbers, think about seven billion people. Of course you would look at any uh organism with that many cell or you go, well that many people it's not that, that, that many, many would, statistically, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, still weird. It's actually probably not that that I would have assumed it would have been maybe should be more that it's I, well, okay, let's just try to get it. A million a year? Yeah. What percentage is a million of seven billion? A million of seven billion? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can mean, never I, do that I, math. No, you like, can do it. It's, I, I can't I'm, do that math. Million, what do you got? Do you take uh, cross out the zero, add the two? It's like a thousandth. <laughs> it's 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 point one percent then. If huh? you're if you're right about that, it's no, it's not point one because it's good. Shit, we talked ourselves into this. Is awful. We sound, like we sound idiot, so but, stupid. But it's 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 not one percent. It's a fra- some fraction of a percent. I mean, it's it's significant amount. A million people a year out of a billion. That's some some point. It's point something percent. Yeah, it's, it's a thousand. It's significant. Well, then, well, one thousand out of seven billion though. So, wouldn't it be point zero <laughs> zero? A, a, a million out of a billion is a thousandth. Huh? Right, a million out of a billion is a thousandth, yeah. and then seven billion though, so okay, it's le- gotcha. it's less than point one percent. So it's point wow. oh one something, point oh oh seven or so, point oh oh something man. percent. But that's a, I mean that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Well, I uh, you know I was on the plane. I was deeply you know thinking about stuff. I had a three and a half hour plane ride, and that's the kind of stuff I wanted to talk about. So sorry if it. Took you down a level, That's okay. and you, I don't imagine anybody else is listening. But. You love getting like that because it's like you get to that that extreme stuff gets you. You get mm. to finally feel emotion. I love it, right? Like you don't <laughs> nor, a little stuff doesn't, like it. doesn't get 
doesn't let you know, but that is I'm emotion. trying to knock other people off their confidence blocks that they know what the fuck is going on. Cause I, I, I mean, you don't. That's all. No, you're that's right my about only that. point. We're not about to have it figured out. I Hell like yeah. spending time in that zone. Yes, I do. Hell yeah. But only for that reason. But I like cutting up. Clowning around. You like having a good time. That's what I've always said. About I like both. Yeah. I like we, we need to remember that. That is a huge part of what Bad Christian is about, is making sure people know. No, that you don't know, know what the fuck you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, 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 or that's think. Exactly. No. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't even know what, if you think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, But I know when I'm cutting up or being silly or hanging out with the BC Club, I like it. And so we're going to do a new uh, thing here. We're going to start taking questions when we Ooh. can from the BC Club to let them have Those a voice. brilliant folks. It is, yeah, it's just it's just too good. It's too dumb of an idea to not right. have them on. We can't technologically manage calling in and call-in screening and those types of things yet at this not time. Not yet. But maybe if the club grows a little bit more, we could. But we did take okay. some questions from clubbers. I'm going to play you for them now. I have not heard the questions. You all haven't either. So we'll just keep them nice and okay. tight and see if they're fun or serious. I don't know what's coming up. But here we go. Hell yeah. All right. Thank you, BC Club. What do we got? Hey, this is Michael from Georgia. I have a question for Toby. Hey, thanks. Uh, so, Toby, if you could live in any time period in history, do you think you'd still be as angry as you are? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Fuck Michael and his fucking question. This, is, this piece of shit thinks he's going to come on my podcast and talk to me that way. Obviously, if you, you don't have anger called, problems. Well, obviously, wrong with him? in medieval times, you couldn't have had bullshit voice memos sent into you like that to piss you I off. I know. Let me guess. Michael from Georgia. Racist. What this fuck? Who the fuck is this guy? He's a terrible human. You, you would have been the least angry in the time where the least amount of people could have contacted you. So if you were like a sheep herder in the year 400, you'd have had less people to anger you? Yeah, you might, uh, maybe. You might be right. <laughs> He'd be pissing the sheep. <laughs> I think that my anger comforts people. They're like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, I think so, too. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, oh, he's angry. Okay. I, you know, I get a little angry with I'm that guy. I'm not that bad. Yeah, yeah I'm, right. not, I'm nothing like that. That makes you know, they just feel, I'm, I'm going to handle all the anger for them. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, there's no worry when you're around me that the anger needs to be taken care of. I got to think about the anger. Yeah, he'll I handle that. Fix it. Yeah, Toby. So if, if you get super, you know I mean? fam- super, super famous, there's yep. going to be couples in their marriage that they start getting angry and then be like, hey, hey, let's stop. Toby's got this. I, I mean, I, I actually thought, okay, so two jobs I've thought about for myself. One we were talking about the other day. One, I think I, I should get a job. At an office place where I just cut up and I make everybody happy, right? Also, water cooler. Guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm just at the water cooler. I'm doing little pranks at your little cubicle. All this, like you're happy when I'm around, cutting up, making. You pick jokes. the music yep. that plays in the bathroom in the office. I know little things about your personality, and yeah. I make fun of you. Oh, that guy, this guy's fucking cool, right? Yeah. You know, I'm I'm an energy guy there. That should be a job of mine. The other one I was thinking is. Uh, you know how you get mad at your job and stuff? I get to handle all your anger for you. You come, you, you say, hey, man, this happened today with Steve, mm-hmm. uh, this, this, and this. And I go over to Steve, and I just fucking end like that you, dude. You, wait, you, you, know, you do what? I yell at Steve. I, I yell. I get. I, I handle all the anger. Like No, I think you've got that you get wrong. to see me do it. Let's try this one. You absorb people's anger and and take it. You, but it's fake, of course. You just pretend you get angry for them, and they're like, "Well, I'm not that mad about it." Like Steve tells oh, you, right? Oh, I yeah, see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. You diffuse. Steve's mad at the boss, and right. you say, "What? What's going on, Steve?" Yeah, he, he goes, asked me to well, stay. The boss asked yeah. me to stay. Extra fit. What the? Fuck? What the fuck? This is the this third fucking time this week, this month. 
And it's, God, God! And he's like, no, it's not, like, no, actually it's not, not that, that bad. bad. I just made it, it ain't really that bad. I, I mean, I love my job. <laughs> okay, man. See you, Toby. <laughs> that was that. I mean, Damn, I should have never talked to him Good about that. Good Lord. I, I didn't, <laughs> Last time I'm ever going to go to him. pretty awesome. And, the, and then I just go in and give the, the boss gives me a high five, and we're in good shape. That's yeah, a great idea. Diffuser. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Hype man, water cooler man, diffuser. Yeah. You can use that at these, these progressive that, companies. I, I know. So, yeah. So, to answer your question, yeah. I'm good at anger. Okay, we have another one. Here we go. Hey, this is Michael from Georgia. I have what? a question for all three of you. Oh, come How on, Michael. How long do you think it'll be before we get a hotel on the moon? Okay, was was this with two? Was okay, Reva. What's the deal with two from Michael here? He's a computer hacker. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, we, we, the first time we bust out come the segment on, is two from Michael. Well. Michael is the only person that sent us any questions at all. Damn it! Oh, God. <laughs> There's more than one person in the BC Club now. Yeah. <laughs> We've Wait. been reading out a billion names for four no, years. No, no, no. Let's just go ahead and be people. honest. Every time we've talked about the BC Club, it's just it's Michael. It's just Michael. <laughs> Fucking well, Michael, he's our buddy. We well, like this well, guy. The other three or four of you in the BC Club might want to send some in, and we'll 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 take whatever your <laughs> questions are. I wouldn't mind a more serious question, but we'll listen. What was this one again? I wasn't even listening. How long is it going to hey, be until this is there's from a hotel? Georgia. On the moon? I have a question for all three of you. It's for all three. How long do you think it'll be before we get a hotel on the moon? Well, you got a hotel. Okay, so you have to define moon. hotel. Is the first thing I would say. Let Joey start the answer. I would say a a uh, defined hotel would be pretty much a. A large facilities where many people can uh, stay at overnight. But that just like, be a, out of leisure. I'm thinking like a resort. Like yeah. there's a when there's a resort Open where you stay for a few days. And you have fun. There's a not pool, like a nice a, a space station where yeah, people can I'm come say, and go. Yes. It's not, yeah, yeah. Not, it's like a, not that. No, like a fun place to go. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, sixty years. Sixty years from now, we'll be able to do that. Hmm. The, yeah. I, I will say because well, you got to get the space travel down first. You know what I mean? Like yep. it has to be safe where people feel confident enough to go, but one thing that makes me think it'll speed up as soon as there is actual like uh, uh, tourist space travel, mm-hmm. people will do it immediately. There will be immediately. space tourism will be super big. Now, I think space tourism decades, in twenty years. I don't know about it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a place that you can sleep. There, I think there will be a place a that paid you can place sleep. that you could spend the night on the moon. It, like it, I'm gonna uh, say twenty five, not to a hotel years. that you years. randomly check in as if there were commerce happening on the moon, but right. a place where if you pay enough money, you can travel to the moon and spend the night and come home. Yes, like, like the same way as you can take a cruise to Antarctica. Right, there's you, not you a know hotel what I mean? like, Yeah, there. it's not like, but but yes, that's gonna happen in twenty five years at least. Well, between, maybe, 20, maybe. between twenty and sixty, I, I agree with that. There will be have people doing over uh, civilians spending the night on the moon in the next sixty years. Yeah, I agree with that. It'd be in that range. I mean, I mean, everything now. The one thing I think about technology now is. It's just getting faster and faster how right. quickly it doubles or... Certain things, you know not I mean? everything. And certain times there'll be new breakthroughs and different types of technology you can't anticipate also. Now, I don't understand the physics of the possibility... Like, for there to be life in other um, places in the universe, for them to be able to travel safely or for us to be able to travel safely to them, it's not possible without, like, wormholes and stuff, right? Because the speed that you would have to go to be able to do it in a lifetime... And well, this is a and, question, and the debris that's floating around in space, it just seems almost impossible for you to arrive somewhere safely going that fast to where if you're going, I mean, you would have to go so fast to the, where if you hit a speck in space, you would blow up just because of the pure physics. Like it just seems like you'd have to find mm-hmm. another route. 
than like a wormhole. Well, what you're saying now is not doesn't. I mean, My, uh, a quick question, it, science question. Well, 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 I, I, I want to hear this. It's a bigger topic. I mean, there's a way. It's just a lot more complicated than that. Like, I mean, you know, if there is intergalactic space travel, it's probably more like recomposing information or virtual or drone-like non-human. It could, maybe it could go a million years in one direction, and then when it gets there, reconstitute itself and whatever. You know what I mean? The of main thing that, about space and travel— And, of course, the space dust crashing the spaceship, for sure they'll be able to figure that one out. That'll be wild. You know, that, that won't be the barrier for intergalactic travel. The, the main thing about space travel is we're thinking of it as like fossil yeah, fuels and yeah, getting there. Not, it won't be it, that. It won't be I like that. It, it may be an information beam that reconstitutes itself as a computer program and then communicates and it's a virtual mind. I mean, it could there could be things, you know. You know How long can I exist about. without a spacesuit if I was standing on the moon right Just now? Just a few seconds. What is, what's the reason it would kill me? Well, there's no there's no air pressure there. So it, it, if you're way out in outer space, it's something similar to your blood boiling. Really? Inside of your Why body. does it boil? What are it's, we doing? Not, just, I'm trying to wrap this It's up. not hot, though. I don't understand <laughs> blood boiling. No, but, but, I, well, mean, I, I thought like you science. freeze in space. I didn't think yeah, it's boil. cold. But why would you boil? You it, said Because boiling has to do with air pressure, STP, standard pressure and temperature. It, at, at, at standard temperature and pressure, the boiling point All is right, 212. Michael, when, you screwed us. When there's us. no pressure, the boiling point goes way down you to screwed less us. than your body temperature you, you, and then your blood boils. You, you, talk, you asked us questions that now we, our episode's yeah, gotten yeah, longer. All this time. Michael, we got it here. It's, it's disgusting. Somebody but asked no, a better question. We're not, we're not done Michael. yet. We're not. Michael screwed us royally with his damn questions, and now I'm pissed. Because we still have the other people besides Michael who didn't send you know, any questions. You know water boils Look, in at a mile high different temperature, right? I, because there's less air pressure. I so have put moved that in on, outer space. Uh, they, these people did not send in questions from the BC Club. <laughs> Brandon Newberger. Fuck you. Jason McGregor. <laughs> Can't include eat questions. shit. Corey Hernandez. Asshole. And Michael. Thank you for sending your question, man. We actually really do appreciate it. We wouldn't have been able to just do this, yeah, this, this, this whole segment without you, so. without you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. All right, that's the BC Club. If you're not in it, please be in it. That way you can write us a question at the very least. If you didn't like Michael's two questions, which, you know, they're a little iffy on there, uh, join the BC Club because the interaction, the experience, the friendships that you make, 100% worth it, and it helps this podcast grow. And so we really appreciate it. We will see you next time. Yep. Yep.